This is Divya and I'm back with a new episode in the second season of the Articulate podcast. I started the podcast last year in June in the middle of that strange unmoored time during the first lockdown. This was my way of connecting with other artists whose work I found interesting and also people I really wanted to get to know for myself. I have had more than 20 conversations with people all over the world and it has been really interesting to say the least. I had read a quote somewhere a work of art needs to have some element of truth to it that resonates with the viewer and leaves them with something even after they've left the piece. It must question and teach something you didn't know or show something you didn't know you knew. It must articulate something we've felt and connect in a way where words aren't necessary. It's a feeling that's hard to describe but should make us feel less alone in a way that someone else understands us and gives a voice to this thing inside of us." End of quote. Today, I have one such artist who has this talent in transforming everyday objects into vessels of memory, meaning, and emotion. Her name is Hua Zung Clerget, and she's a French Vietnamese artist with a multidisciplinary practice. Whether painting, craft, installation, or performance, each work reflects a different temporal experience. Having grown up in France in a Vietnamese family, Hua Zung uses the family, family traditions embodied in domestic objects to construct her artistic language. It allows her to speak about cultural tensions that the diaspora encounters. Hua Zung holds a BA Honours in Fine Art from Central St. Martins and an MA in Painting from the Royal College of Art. She also holds an MSc from Ecole Centrale de Lyon in Major Applied Mathematics. She has recently displayed in the Piccadilly Circus with uh, Circa Arts and is a recipient of the one-to-one Jerwood Art Fund in 2021. So I'm very happy to have this conversation with you, Hua Zung. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to be on my podcast. I'm really, really honored. Thank you, Divya. It's a pleasure to talk with you and talk about my practice. So usually yeah. I start my, um, you know, session with a conversation with my guests uh, when they talk about their personal circumstances, um, you know, your role models growing up and basically um, uh, your major influences in your impressionable years, so to speak. Okay, yeah. so we, st- yeah, we <laughs> start, start yeah. with the, um, why I uh, engaged in art. Yeah. Yeah. I studied ma- mathematics uh, when I was young because it was not permitted in my uh, family and in my social uh, background. Study. Art doesn't, uh, didn't exist uh, in uh, the, my Vietnamese family uh, uh, immigrating uh, in, uh, in France. So, yeah, and also I think that uh, all the uh, Vietnamese immigrants in France uh, had this ambition to assimilate the culture, the French culture, and to to get normal job, good job. So, so after several uh, years working uh, in finance, I decided to make a break um, to have more 
la, uh, to change my lifestyle with more philosophical questions and introspection. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I was always a handy woman. I made a lot of uh, works and at home. Uh, so were you always like inclined towards making stuff? Making stuff with my hands. Right, right. And uh, art was the good combination of intellectual uh, research and uh, make the making with hand. Right, right. And I, uh, I, I had some uh, artists I love, and I saw their uh, CV, uh, and I had no choice to uh, to, to uh, acquire the knowledge more than the know-how to uh, engage in uh, art study. So when did you um, decide to go to art college? 2016. Yes. Five years ago now. Five years ago. So after working for how many years in finance? More than 10 years. More than 10 years. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, I studied the... Um, uh, it was my first uh, contact with art. Right. So I, I, I was new and uh, I had to deconstruct all the... Um, the idea of the art and demystify also the uh, the idea of the art. What an uh, artist! Uh, and uh, I I was yeah I gained uh, confidence uh, to be a woman artist. Right. Uh, woman artist. Yeah. Okay. yeah and to work with my hand. Right. And not to work with painting. Mm -hmm. uh, even if after I follow uh, a, um, with an MA in painting at the Royal College of Art. I was about to ask you that, considering yeah, you do but so I much don't paint, work. I, I don't paint at, at all. But I have this, um, uh, when I, uh, uh, I have in my uh, image, uh, when I think about a, a work, I think about the image, a 2D work. That's why I decided to go to, to uh, painting that kind of answers my question about why you did painting in RCA because I was like uh, quite intrigued considering all your work is quite um, sculptural and it's quite tactile and it's yeah. 3d so now I understand for, yeah for me the the sculpture uh, the difference uh, with the sculpture the sculpture involves more the body yeah. and the space and uh, for now I see more the uh, the work as a image Right. Like you said, there's a lot to unpack in terms of your dual identity as a Vietnamese French person. So what was your experience growing up um, in France? So, um, can you tell me something about how art helped you, your yeah. art education helped you in um, demystifying? I, I like the, uh, the word you uh, used, um, entanglement. Yeah. And I would uh, add uh, more uh, tension. Mm -hmm. Also, mm -hmm. uh, I have this uh, tension, cultural tension uh, in me. Uh, it's and I feel sometimes guilty mm -hmm. uh, uh, to to have both uh, this hybrid uh, culture. Mm -hmm. For example, the the relationship with the elderly. Uh, in the Asian culture is different, so different uh, with the uh, Occidental one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, art, my uh, art journey helped me to reconcile uh, 
uh, both culture and to uh, travel in a more fluid uh, way between uh, both. Mm -hmm. And also because I grew up in France, in a Vietnamese family, and I now live in London with my children, it helped me to um, art and move in London, making art in London, helped me to uh, have this distance to see yeah. what made, what uh, built the, this culture uh, of the diaspora, Vietnamese diaspora in France, and now how to uh, transmit and what to transmit here to my uh, children. Right. So it's a long, uh, yes, it's a long question, journey of questioning uh, how the hybrid culture was built. I have, uh, next year we prepare with a Vietnamese artist an exhibition and we will talk, uh, we will uh, question about the Vietnamese identity mm -hmm. in art, but mm -hmm. also uh, the, the experience of the community, Vietnamese community in London. Uh, we hope that this uh, exhibition will be a um, fabric to share exper uh, experience different experience. Fantastic, that sounds amazing. So do you speak uh, your uh, mother tongue with, um, with your children and do you speak that fluently yourself? No, you I, don't. I, no okay. I speak, uh, I, uh, I speak Vietnamese, mm -hmm. I, uh, with a French accent. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, but I, I don't speak uh, Vietnamese to my uh, children because I married to a French. Right, right. <laughs> so you speak French with yes, them. Uh, wow, it's really complex, isn't and, uh, it? Yes. Because wow. I, um, I'm mother of three. Yeah. Uh, and I have, I don't have choice to, uh, to start working uh, when everybody sleeps uh, at home. So I, I use my kitchen. Uh, at the, as, as a studio, mm -hmm. even if I have a studio now, but uh, before the pandemic, I didn't have, and during the pandemic, I didn't have the, the studio, and I, I had managed to uh, to, uh, to produce in, in my kitchen. Fantastic. And uh, yeah, the 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 pandemic crisis uh, changed completely my work. Mm. Uh, I was at uh, Royal College of Art, and we have only the access of the studio. Uh, one week per month, and uh, one week per month. Yeah, yeah it was it, like that. It yes. was uh, a struggle to uh, <laughs> to move from a precarious space to another. So I have to uh, enlighten, uh, lighten my uh, materials, mm -hmm. but also my practice. Right. So I decided to make more installation, mm. more site specific. Uh, uh, work. Mm -hmm. uh, I I come uh, on Monday and I have to finish on Friday something. So it was more improvised, even if it uh, ask request a lot of work, but before, but I had to perform when I was in the studio uh, during this uh, week. 
tell me more like what were what were the, what are the examples of work that you did um over the lockdown and you you said something about temporality and earlier you it was about um talking about your identity your dual identity and now you talk about temporality so uh how do they both kind of connect with each other um yeah uh temporality is important in my uh, practice uh, and i uh, uh, I experience different rhythm. It's very important to um, I, I I pass sometimes from a frantic uh, labor okay. to a completely lazy uh, laziness. Uh, so, uh, I have some period. I do anything. I I, I don't do anything. Mm -hmm. um, and it, this is part of the practice. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I I have I I I I seek this different temporality, but it's part of the identity also. This is my identity of mother. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to um, find some uh, free time, completely a time outside production conception, to be with my uh, kids. Right. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so, so the temporality gives the, the, the constraint, the, the frame, uh, identity uh, of, um, for, uh, of the mother fur, uh, first. Yeah. Uh, I use a lot of uh, domestic objects. Yeah. The domestic object that is available in my kitchen. Mm -hmm. It could be the broom, yeah. the rice. Mm -hmm. um, and also, for example, and, uh, the carbon uh, paper. Mm. Because it starts uh, uh, always with a memory. Right. This is my, uh, uh, the process. Uh, it starts with a shared memories with my mother and my sister. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of conversation during the pandemic. Right. right. Uh, they are in France. France okay. And uh, uh, and I, uh, yes, we talk about uh, childhood memories. And uh, and it starts with an object also, uh, everyday life object. So is that how your uh, the trace with the carbon paper yes. evolved? So tell us something about that. So the carbon so paper is the, from uh, a uh, souvenir, the, you know the, the the smell of the carbon paper in the, the classroom. Yeah, it's when you yeah, the it was the ancestor of the photocopier, and the children were, were so dizzy when we we smelled the alcohol. Is it? And we love this uh, smell with my uh, sister. Okay. And uh, so, but carbon paper is also uh, symbolized um, the 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 writing. The pigment, it's also like ink. Captures the ink, yeah. Uh, the, it's also used uh, before to, uh, to communicate uh, uh, revolutionary uh, uh, idea. idea. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to work, and also it's very uh, convenient it's, uh, to, to paint to a, a, a whole wall in black, if you use cap, uh, you just need a few uh, packs of carbon paper. Right, right. So it's light. Mm -hmm. 
So I came to the studio with the carbon paper. I cover the, the wall with uh, the black, uh, this black paper. Did you glue it on the wall? Oh. I glue it, okay. but very easily, very, very fast. And the work started when I start to clean the space because I have to uh, leave the space clean for the, my uh, the, uh, next the, the next uh, person, the oh, next art artist. Okay. So that, uh, and I was interesting by starting by the end, the cleaning, it's like starting by the end of a story and going deeply to see the origin of the story and to see the origin also of the, the object. So I started to clean and, and the cleaning is the, is, is, the work. is the work. Then I document and then it made the, the, the work. And also it's the, it was, um, I was surprised by the result. I didn't know the, the, the visual result uh, first, but I was surprised that uh, the, it remains only the trace. There is a shape, the uh, negative and positive shape. Right. Uh, and uh, it was the, it's captured. The, it, it was in a transi transitory state between appearing and disappearing. Fantastic. And we didn't know the... Uh, yeah, it was instable. So I was interested by what remains, what the trace, uh, and uh, yeah. It's so how important it is, is it for you to kind of uh, share your work with uh, the outside world? What is your relationship with the audience? It's the, um, uh, because it's a shared memory first. Yeah. I noticed that it's a shared memory uh, not only with my family, but with a exactly. So uh, when I, I talked to the to the carbon paper uh, for a generation, uh, everybody has this uh, uh, this memory, and uh, it brings a lot of conversation. And I like when art becomes a conversation. Yeah. It's like the uh, I remember I, I for the um, uh, I, I made this installation with the fish Vietnamese fish trap, mm -hmm. uh, and I for the whip show uh, mm -hmm. with RCA, and uh, I I had a lots of answer and uh, comment from the Vietnamese community. Yeah. So do you think that the, your French kind of influence comes in the way you depict your work? Yeah, it's. Uh, um, uh, I think that the French background uh, is important, uh, also as the Vietnamese one, and uh, not the, when when I di uh, go deeply in my uh, memories. Mm. Uh, I, it's not necessarily Vietnamese uh, object that comes first. It's also uh, French. Uh, occidental object that uh, everyday object that uh, we had in, uh, in like in, for example like um, well uh, like the carbon paper yeah, and, uh, right. and uh, yeah so uh, well the the object are not uh, necessarily Vietnamese okay. it's also French so I your 
being Vietnamese and how you navigate your identity as a Vietnamese in, um, in Europe. But have you ever thought of using your work to talk about the history yeah. and the politics of Vietnam? Um, yeah, uh, I had this question in my practice, but uh, for now I prefer to concentrate on the um, diaspora, mm -hmm. uh, on the question of the diaspora uh, in Europe. But I prepared this uh, exhibition with uh, the Vietnamese, uh, the uh, Kevi Duong, who uh, was born in Vietnam okay. uh, during the war and uh, moved uh, in uh, to Canada, mm -hmm. and after now live in La, in London. Okay. It's the the experience is different, mm -hmm. and that's why I don't talk about uh, uh, pol uh, politics of Vietnam and the trauma uh, and the colonization. Yeah. Now, but of course in. All the fam uh, Vietnamese family, there are lots of uh, stories. Uh, in my family, we, uh, we experienced uh, differently the war. Mm. Uh, I think I will, it's at this stage, uh, I prefer to, uh, to concentrate on certain objects. And let and it speak for itself. It, yeah, they will speak better. So um, tell me something about this uh, installation, Please Touch. So Please Touch uh, was an installation for the exhibition Touch, the Politics of Physicality, curated by Louis Chappell. Okay. And when I visited the, the space, Hackney Down Studio, I was inspired more by this um, corridor. Mm. Uh, it was very interesting because this corridor was narrow and long. So you couldn't stay, you couldn't uh, stand to, to, to see uh, an art uh, a work. So you have to just uh, walk by. Just walk by. And uh, so I decided to make something immersive. But, uh, and uh, I saw this uh, exhibition at Tadeusz Ropak uh, mm. uh, with lots of objects from uh, Marcel Duchamp. Right. In particular, the breast uh, called Prière uh, de Toucher, Please Touch, uh, that uh, the artist uh, stuck on the, on the catalog of the, uh, the um, uh, surrealist uh, exhibition. And uh, I decided to uh, produce a lot of uh, breasts. Uh, and call this uh, please touch. And so what is it's, it made of? Uh, made of? It made because I had to work with, with const under constraint. I couldn't uh, uh, made any. I couldn't make any hole in the right. wall, so I couldn't um, make the uh, breast uh, in plaster or ceramic. And I had to do it in foam, styrofoam. Brilliant. And to have this, uh, I put some resin uh, on it to, uh, to have this effect of uh, a hard object. Also, the, uh, it's important to say that uh, Marcel Duchamp made this work uh, because he wants to underline the paradox of the museum to um, to forbid 
the, the touching uh, what could be touched before in the uh, cap, uh, curiosity cabin, cabinet mm. uh, in the 18, 17th, 18th centuries, you could touch and touch is part of the knowledge. Right, right. And this is an ideological uh, option uh, from the museum, the institution, to, uh, to, to say that uh, now the viewer, now you have to uh, experience some object, the sculpture. From a distance, yeah. Like uh, a painting, okay. from a distance, right. without touching. Right. So you, you lose a lot of uh, knowledge. Fantastic. Um, That's, again, going back to referencing back to art history and art. That's so good. What about the mooncakes? I mean, I forgot um, to ask you about the that. The mooncake is the, a work to reconcile uh, my, uh, the, 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 uh, my uh, two cultures. Um, uh, last year, I, I, I felt guilty to miss the um, uh, uh, Mid-Autumn Festival for my uh, children. Right. And uh, you have this tradition to offer mooncake to family and friends. And uh, it was in December, so I, uh, I, I decided to cast uh, mooncake uh, in soap. Okay. Uh, and to, uh, it's, it was for me um, a way to um, extend the time, so, because the Mid-Autumn Festival is in October, but mm. even in December you can celebrate. <laughs> That's uh, so inspiring, music. Uh, okay. But Vietnamese song is uh, another work. Yeah, it's uh, it's a shared memory of the folk uh, song my parents used to uh, sing before going to bed. Yeah. And uh, I uh, yes, we wrote all with my sister. We wrote all this song. And what remains, because now I uh, forgot a little uh, the uh, the Vietnamese language. Mm. So what remains, it's uh, only the intonation. And oh. the intonation is given by the accent, Vietnamese accent, because the Vietnamese uh, alphabet is the Latin alphabet. Yeah. But the song intonation is uh, given, uh, by, uh, are given by the, the accent. Excellent. So I erase all the letters I, I keep only the, oh my God, the accent and I embroider uh, them on pillowcase because they, this is on uh, inscribed on the pillowcase. Brilliant. You're just and catching the sounds. Yes, oh, and I, I, I catch the sound. Yeah. So clever. But has there ever been um, a time when you have kind of an idea already of how your installation is going to look? Do you have, you said that you do drawings of, um, of the 2D version of it in yeah no I have uh, the the idea in my uh, in my head so, so uh, does the... I don't do any sketch mm -hmm. I uh, trust the process so the process... so do you choose the, I, the the object first mm -hmm. and then try and work with it and push it and see how far it will go or do you have the idea first and then decide what goes with it in terms of those uh, I, I follow the process shared memory, an object, and after I, uh, I see the space, depend on the space, and I, I, I have to respond to, to, uh, to this space mm -hmm. with this object, 
and whatever the the result and uh, it's like it's from my mathematic background I yeah i don't know the visual result uh, sometimes i have an idea but i, uh, I i'm also surprised when it's finished uh, sometimes happy sometimes not uh, sometimes a failure but i trust the process fantastic and uh, i follow this so i was introduced to your practice and work with the broom lady in the rca show degree show and i was literally blown away with the with the color the, the brilliant color but then when you go close to it you realize it's actually the lowly domestic broom so um how did you uh, kind of come about with that? i got a training in the embroidery right but i tried to forget uh, the skill mm -hmm. when i uh, make a an a work for uh, broom lady uh, the most important was the process on unweaving and doing the the broom uh, this gesture of undoing make it uh, closer to the gesture of the uh, of doing mm. the in the workshop but also the all the gesture of the woman uh, in uh, the household uh, so, and what is the re reference to the color, the red color? The red color was the um, decided because I wanted to make like a heart. Ah, okay. You know, the, the, this is my heart. Uh, and it was decided just from this, uh, the, the broom lady has, it's not uh, in the form of heart. So, yeah, that would have been too obvious. Yeah, <laughs> the color is uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to represent the heart. What is your relationship with the studio now, and what is it that you look for in an ideal studio? I know that you know, as artists, most of us are, we keep like it's it's a really um, in, intrinsic part of our practice. So I, I produce more in my kitchen, but my studio is uh, like the um, Virginia Woolf. A room for one's own, yeah. a space, even an inter interior space, mm. for me to be uh, uh, disconnected from my family life. Right. So without kids, so I I uh, I make a lot of research here. I uh, on my computer uh, um, writing a lot. Uh, yeah. So the studio is less uh, fabric. It's a more intellectual space. It's more intellectual space where I find uh, quite uh, interesting. Yeah, and sometimes try some uh, new uh, some uh, new materials, but the production is made during Back. night at home. No, it's, uh, the kitchen is uh, my secret yeah. place. Do you know that you don't want to give the recipe? Yeah. But the studio is a kind of a gallery uh, to show the, yeah. the, the, the work. The, Absolutely. What, what kind of advice would you give for young artists who, um, who don't have a family yet and how to kind of navigate... Career to, to read the Virginia Woolf, <laughs> and uh, she uh, the, I know, but it's very difficult. She has the um, uh, she had the uh, this advice to kill the angel of the house, 
Wow, what is that? No. This is the, the angel is the house, is the, the pressure of the uh, society the, uh, you, you have as a woman the, and a mother. To keep the house clean. To keep the house clean, to be the perfect mother. But I, think I didn't manage to do it. So I I no, 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 you, and you have uh, also to, 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 uh, to decide uh, rooms for your, uh, one's own. Yeah. Uh, your, your, it could be not a, a physical space, it, uh, it has to be also an internal uh, space in your mind, uh, a time for you. But right. this is so difficult. It is, yeah. it is, I know. Uh, especially if, um, if you're working with um, objects and you want to kind of work large mm. and you need help from technicians outside building those connections and those rapports. Mm. So do you have like a technician to help you or do you work every, everything? Do you do it yourself? No, no, I do it uh, all by myself. Uh, I uh, do all with my hand nice. uh, and I like it. Yeah. Um, what was your experience with uh, working with Circa Arts? I know that there was this 15 minutes of amazing, Thanks. like uh, <laughs> um, projection on the Piccadilly Circus, massive, massive um, screen. And I think very few, a lot of us had applied to it and very few people kind of got a chance to do that. How was your experience? What did you feel like? And uh, did you, were your family amazed? And it was like being in the center of the world, your art <laughs> being, you know, projected to the rest of the yeah, world. Yeah, no, no, it was an ex a great experience to, ha uh, to have my physical uh, work uh, into this uh, screen and this physical work uh, was intended to be uh, you know the, the carbon paper it so uh, was uh, to be torn off completely in the de uh, representing a decay uh, place yeah. and it was in this pristine and very shiny uh, screen uh, so it was uh, very weird but a good experience uh, for, for me um, yeah, and uh, of course, as a French, uh, Vietnamese, uh, uh, living for 10 years now in London, it was a fantastic, fantastic validation. Yeah. So talking about um, a woman of color um, in, the, in the art world, as a woman, as a woman of color, so what, did, what, what has been your experience and what do you think in general? the reality is. I am it's not different. so negative, I'm very positive. Right. Yeah. Since I'm, uh, I am in art, mm. uh, lots of space, projects, galleries also uh, give uh, lots of chance for the, for the woman. Mm -hmm. uh, now, after, we have to see in the long term mm. if uh, after... If, after the, the pandemic, how things work. After the pandemic, after the, uh, uh, it was a uh, very, very bad condition for women, especially the one who had uh, who has uh, responsibility. responsibility. Uh, even for me, I wanted to uh, sometimes to give to give up art because I had too many uh, responsibility with my. Were you children. also homeschooling your children? Yeah, I, I homeschooling uh, my uh, my kids. Uh, yeah, so we have to see in the long term. But uh, when I start art, started art, I was so positive. Right. Yeah. Amazing. 
And tell me about your initiative, La Gallery Libre. I mean, um, it's a it's a mysterious thing. I it, I couldn't find out more about it online. Mm -hmm. But uh, like is it a collective? Is it is it a different persona? What is it? It's uh, on the model of Rina Spolin, the gallery in New York. Mm -hmm. But Rina Spolin is also a uh, collective, uh, a collective of artists, a gallery a uh, character from a novel. So it's uh, uh, La Galerie Libre uh, uh, was a um, tool uh, to support our practice in the studio. Mm. Uh, and we, uh, with a French uh, friend, we created uh, it uh, as a fictional gallery okay. to give the structure for a real uh, work. Uh, 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 our real object. Right. The question was that we produce a lot of uh, artwork. What for? For what? Uh, 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 is there uh, any? Uh, uh, we have to give them uh, the context, an institutional context. So gallery was this institutional context because it organized some project. Mm. of exhibition mm -hmm. so it g gave us the yeah the a way out from the studio right so this is between you and uh, your colleagues yes to make a, yeah. so what have you done till now in with, with this particular it's still uh, like sometimes i i uh, i think about the gallery when i have to uh, change my uh, role uh, from artist to curator. I see, okay. I, sometimes I cannot uh, think as an artist, but more as a curator. And Gary Lee, so even I, if it's fictional, makes, uh, allows me to, to do it, to, to right. have a, another role. Right. Um, is there a possibility that you would take on the role as a, of a curator, a uh, proper... Like, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, I, uh, I organized the uh, end of December a, an exhibition mm -hmm. and uh, I have different projects for next year. So Right. Yeah. Um, so what, uh, this is my final question, so what is it, I know you're talking about an exhibition end of this year and another project mm -hmm. next year. So. Can you tell me something like in, in terms of what's coming and what we can expect from you and from your practice? Yeah, I, uh, next year, uh, I think I, I will uh, be focused on uh, organizing an exhibition. Right. Uh, Is this the one with your... Uh, with my Viet uh, Vietnamese colleague. Vietnamese colleague. Um, also another exhibition about motherhood. Different projects. And I hope to have time. So how do you kind of find the place for these? Do you kind of give them give proposals to different yes. galleries? And this is the uh, the tricky part of the the find a space, and once you find a space, you know you how can do, uh, yeah. organize how many artists you can uh, gather and uh, bring together. So yes, there's a have you managed to find space then? Some. Times, yes, but uh, it's very difficult. Mm. The you have to be very patient because the old after the pandemic, there are lots of exhibition uh, organized. All this up and, energy, uh, I know. Yeah, 
and it's uh, yeah you you have to find space uh, good space uh, not different too kind of space yeah. it, it's, it could be a house it could be also the um, industrial uh, space or a shop yeah, uh, not a white cube, but uh, yeah. So um, it's been amazing. What an amazing uh, conversation. Thank you so much. And Thank I wish you, you all the best <laughs> for your future projects. And I can't wait to see what comes up next. Thank you so much, Wisdom. Thank you, Divya. <laughs>